say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. It's me, Jay Izzo, and we got a special show. A, what, what? A holiday show? You're saying you, you're going to do a holiday show? Yes! Her name is Heather Wagonalls. Oh, I am telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to listen to this show because we're going to help you through Black Friday, through Christmas, and how to manage your finances and what are the things that you should keep in mind as you're doing all this? And Heather, who is a financial guru, is going to help us do that today. And so I'm so blown away that she was so gracious that she was willing to do the show. But before we do get to her, and you know what, she's worth it. But before we get to her, let's, let's talk about the four areas of your life, right? Let's talk about your physical areas, your mental area, your emotional area, and your spiritual area, right? We check in every week, and, I'm, and you know what? Here's what I understand. Holidays are coming up. And the one thing about holidays is for some people, holidays are a really exciting time of year. But I also know that for many of you or for a lot of you, holidays can be a little bit depressing. So I want to check in with you because remember, the whole idea of checking in with people in these four areas of your life is to help you find a direction and how can you get better. I wrote today on Facebook, I just wrote a simple little thing. Or the one thing that I know that you absolutely have control of, if anything else, is your attitude. And you can do that, and you control it. So knowing that, let's check in. Physically, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being, man, I'm awesome. Where are you at today? Right? You, you 3, 4, 5? Heather says she's a 9. You know, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, think about this, though. Let's say you're a 3 today, right? Why are you a 3? Have you not been taking those walks, exercising? Have you not been eating right? Have you been already pre-indulging before the Thanksgiving meal and that holiday meal? Maybe that's what you've done. Folks, it doesn't matter if you're a three. What I want to know is how do you get to a 3.5? What do you need to change, right? Do you need to cut something back? Maybe take that extra walk. Only you can make that determination, but you can do that, all right? Now let's talk about ourselves mentally. On a scale of 1 to 10, where are you at mentally? That is, you know, 1 being miserable, 10 being great, where are you at? So, like, mentally, like, what are you learning, what are, you, what are you doing to grow your mind? And remember, there's two halves of your brain, right? You've got the left side and the right side. And, you know, you've got this left creative, this right creative side and this left logical side. And you've got to fill both sides of your brain. You know, I love it when people say to me, Jay, you know what I'm doing? I am picked up a new instrument. I just had somebody who was in their 60s who just said to me, you know what? I just lear I'm learning to play the guitar right now. And I thought, how cool is that? Because they're, they're really exercising their brain, and it requires both sides of your brain. It's not just the creative side. There's a logical side to music, too, that they have to add to that. Maybe you're reading um, books. I am so grateful that I get to do what I do because I read a book a week, and it's really awesome because I know that what I'm doing is I'm expanding my mind and I'm learning so much. So on that scale of 1 to 10, where are you? Right? Remember, not trying to get you from a 4 to a 10, just trying to get you from a 4 to a 4.5. What can you do to change that? And then emotionally, where are you at? Scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being great. Where are you at emotionally? You say, Jake, what do you mean emotionally? Well, how are you at controlling your emotions? You know, listen, there's going to be a lot of people during this holiday season that are going to cut you off, whether it's in traffic or it's going to be in the line at the stores or wherever it is. How, how well are you able to control those emotions? Right? Because that's a really, really big deal. Because the more that you can control your emotions, and it's intentional, you just have to be intentional about it. The more you can control your emotions, the better you are to deal with things that come at you. And it's not only dealing with your own emotions, but how well are you able to connect to other people's emotions? I don't care what, you're, what business you're in, whether you're somebody who's at home with your children or whether you're a CEO, the better that you can connect with other people emotionally, the better that you are going to be in whatever you do. I promise you. So where are you at in that scale? And then what can you do to intentionally improve? And then finally, the fourth area. Where are you at spiritually? Right? And you go, Jay, I, I, you know, I don't believe in God. I, I don't. I, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Everybody believes in something. I'm, I'm just telling you, you do. You believe in something outside of yourself. And that, that gives you some hope or gives you some peace or gives you some sense of an internal joy. Right? Maybe it's nature. Maybe it's karma. Maybe it's you, right? I mean, sometimes people just believe in themselves, that they control their own destiny, so they make themselves their own God. And then maybe you do believe in God. How's that working out? How's, how's that relationship going, right? And on a scale of 1 to 10, what can you do to improve that? 
You know, because we all need those those times. Because you got to think of those four areas as like the table you eat on, right? If your four areas are out of balance, we'll try eating on a sliding table, right? Because it's not it can't the plate can't sit there. And if the table, if they're all really low, it's hard to eat on a low table. You want that table as high as you can get it. That's the perfect height for you. All right. So work on building those legs of that, those four legs of that table, little by little, keeping them even and moving them up and up and up. And that will help you. I promise you it'll help you grow. I do this on a regular basis because I know when I'm checking in, I know that there's things that I can do to absolutely improve. And I'm going to tell you, when it comes to improvement, there's one lady that I trust completely when it comes to improving, especially when I'm talking about my finances and I'm talking about anything that has to do with wealth creation. And it's Heather Wagonalls and she's my next guest. For the past 20 years, Heather Wagonalls has worked to empower others with her special blend of personal finance and wealth building techniques. Heather is a celebrated columnist, I'm telling you, author of Yes You Can. Don't you love that title? I do. With the late Jim Rohn and others, Bushido Business and the Art of the Modern Professional with Tom Hawkins, Brian Tracy, and Stephen Covey. And I'm going to tell you something. She's also the host of an amazing radio show. You need to go check this out. It's called Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Folks, you need to listen to the show because I'm telling you, her guests are amazing. She is absolutely a financial guru. She is a financial expert. She's going to help us out today, and today she is brought to you by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. Yes, if you're looking to sell your business or you're looking to buy a business, Inline Business Brokers and Advisors are one of the tops in the country to help you buy or sell your business. I know these people personally. I've trust them. I've known people who've sold business with them, and I'm telling you, Jeff Snell and his staff are absolutely top-notch when it comes to selling a business, evaluating business, and knowing what you can get for your business. So if you're looking to do that, or you're looking to buy a business, why don't you contact the people at Inline? That's www.enlign.com. That's Inline.com, and they're bringing Heather as well as the show with you today. So Heather Wagonalls, welcome to A New Direction. Thank you so much for having me a part of your show. <clears throat> well, thank you. So Heather, we have this uh, crazy time of year called Black Friday. I, I, why do we, do you even know why we call it Black Friday? I don't even know why we call it Black Friday. Do you? You know, that was, that's a good question. Yeah. I have no idea why it's black because <laughs> maybe it's because, maybe it's because the businesses are in the black that day because everybody's busy spending oh. as opposed to being in the red. Right. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Right. But that's I, what my guess would be. Yeah, I, I, you know, maybe it is, I, I, and that makes perfect logical sense because businesses are in probably the best place they're going to be. We need some twelve-year-old follower of yours to Google it. <laughs> I, I could do that actually, is to reveal it. So, <laughs> so one of the things, being the financial expert that you are, and you know, the host of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, one of the things that occurred to me, we were talking, is. You know, people this time of year have a tendency to be a little bit more free. No, not a little bit. A lot more free with their spending. And then what happens is come the middle of January when all those credit cards come in, they get the post, I don't know, is it post, postpartum spending blues? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, <laughs> how, how do we, how do we, how do we how do you help them? How do you help people navigate these these waters? It's a great question. And the answer is several fold. And this is what we talk about on my new web television show, unlockyourwealthtoday.com, which is also a simulcast on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, the syndicated show, just so you know. And on this show, we do a biology-based approach to success and money management because the way we respond physiologically will determine what our outcomes are. So when you make the statement that you say that people are freer, that's technically correct, but it's physiologically reversed. So it's not that people are freer with their budgets. They're very well aware of what they should and shouldn't be doing, but they allow their physiology to respond in the moment which overrides their ability to think logically and clearly. And that's where the ineffective decisions come in. And then in January, when the credit card statements hit, now we've got, oh, my God, we've got buyer's remorse setting in because we knew better, but we didn't do better. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge. So first, understanding what's going on with the way we respond to our environment and the stimulus within it really makes a difference. So if you'll give me some latitude, I can explain what happens. So I have this, uh, I call it my 3A method of information processing, but it's essentially, you know, the three amigos. And like you mentioned, hemispheres of the brain in order to perform music. The brain itself and, and, and the way it functions was kind of built like uh, a three-story building, but only one floor at a time. So if we think about our first brain, that's our instinctive brain, our cognitive brain, however you want to refer to it, um, but it's our primitive brain. And so this is what we do, fight, freeze, or flee. We can only do what we have programmed in our DNA or what we have trained in through habits and behaviors. And this is good, bad, or indifferent. Because a habit is a habit. You make the determination whether or not it's supportive to your goals or not. And I'd like to strike the whole good or bad because when people start making labels, they make judgments, and that actually perpetuates our misery. So what we need to do is start, instead of making judgments saying good or bad, we need to say effective or ineffective. So information occurs, we take this in. This whole part of our brain, which I call the I do, which stands for initial decision officer, he's the one that's designed to protect you from harm. That's where the fight, the freeze, or the flee come about. Mm -hmm. So if he is not threatened, then he will allow this stimulus. And by the way, it could be something in our environment externally or worse internally generated thoughts, especially those not-so-positive ones where I can't do anything, I don't manage money well, I'm not good at math, all that crap, that's considered a stimulus. And so it goes in this elevator here. So after a while, a second brain develops. This is what we call our mammalian brain or, or affective brain. It's also where we store emotions and memories. So this level I refer to as our crazy curmudgeon level because, again, like the first brain, it's designed to keep us safe. You like this, don't you? I do. I really do. (laughs) So this is our second amigo. So now he can control things to a degree, but he also has the ability to pull that emergency button on the elevator and send it back down to the first level where we're going to fight Fraser Fleet. Mm. Now, if he is undeterred or assuaged in no way whatsoever, the stimulus will be allowed to rise to the most recent brain of ours, which is our third brain, our logic brain, the prefrontal cortex. This is where reason, decision-making, all kinds of logic and evaluation and critical thinking occurs here. But here's the problem with whom I call Logic Larry. Logic Larry can only respond to the information that comes in, and if it's been colored in any way by the I do or the curmudgeon, he's only going to be so effective. But here's the thing. If the I do in our first brain instinctively responds to something, okay? So let's take, for example, a growling dog right? That's a danger signal, so we're going to fight, freeze, or flee. So if the dog is approaching us, right, but we're not threatened, let's say it's approaching us, but it's not growling, right? Then that stimulus gets to go up to the curmudgeon. The curmudgeon says, oh my gosh, it's a dog. I don't know what I'm going to do. I was bitten by a dog. I remember that. It was a horrific experience. And so he's going to pull that emergency button and send the elevator back down to do what? Fight, freeze, or flee again. But if the memories aren't there or if the brain allows that memory to slip up to Logic Larry, Logic Larry can say, hey, wait a minute, guys. That's a chihuahua. You were bitten by a German shepherd. (laughs) But we can't get to Logic Larry because everybody starts hitting this panic button, which sends hormones throughout our body. This is what, you know, they call that hormone dump, where you feel that rush of adrenaline. 
And what happens when we physiologically respond to our environment first, which is how we're built, so that's what's going to happen, is, is that our blood will rush to our extremities. So we can do a fight or a flight. Mm -hmm. All right? When blood rushes to the extremities, digestion slows and the prefrontal cortex shuts down. So guess what? Logic Larry is locked in the closet. He can't even come out to play because brain because blood has been taken away from the brain. And so the only thing that we can do is respond to previous training. Mm. Mm. We never rise to the occasion. We always default to our training. That's why police, military, SWAT forces, what do they do when they're not actively engaged in a scenario? They're training for a scenario. Right. Why? To build up their muscle memory so it becomes instinctive right. to react. Because reaction is not responding. And reaction can be instinctive and not trained in. And so we might panic and do the wrong thing in a moment. And so if you are facing the holidays and all of a sudden your wife says, do you have in-laws? Are they alive? Uh, no, my in-laws are not alive anymore. Okay, so we're going to pretend that they're alive, okay, right? Okay. And we're going to pretend that you don't have a very high-quality relationship with them. But your wife adores them. And this is actually the scenario that when my editor was giving me grief, as we were talking before the show, right. when he was giving me grief about he didn't understand why all of this was necessary. There's a key in the Keys to Riches financial philosophy we do on the Unlock Your Wealth Today show. And, and it's called Hope for the Best, Plan for the Worst. And it's about making preparations for unintended or, or unknown circumstances so we don't respond ineffectually. So we can be effective in our responses because we've anticipated the potential catastrophe and we've created a plan for it. Mm -hmm. So likely it's not going to happen, but in case it does, we already know what we're going to do and we made that decision with Logic Larry when we weren't engaged in the scenario. But let's say you haven't taken the time mm -hmm. to plan for an indigent parent, right? And so let's just say that your in-laws, maybe they, they get dementia, maybe they, they fall and break their hip, and they don't have the resources or the long-term care coverage that they should to be able to take care of themselves either on their own or in assisted living. Now, uh, perhaps your wife, even though she loves her parents dearly, knows already in advance that moving them in isn't the right thing to do. Right. But here's the deal. You get the call. You're trying to go shopping for Thanksgiving. You've got credit card debt. You've got bills that maybe you haven't paid. You already know that the mortgage is going to be late because something happened at work and your bonus didn't get paid or you missed the payment on something and didn't realize that it got slipped between your car seat and the console and it never got mailed whatever, and then you kept spending because you didn't realize it didn't come out of your account, so now you can't make that mortgage payment. So you have all these crazy things. And then your kid just got into a fight at school two days before Thanksgiving, okay, and now you got to go pick them up, so you have to take off of work, and now you get the call that you've got to now care for these indigent parents. Mm -hmm. Now, you know that that ain't happening, that you're not moving no in-laws in no matter what. But how is your wife going to respond when she makes that call to you and says, we have to move in my mother or my father or both of them? You know, and you say, well, that ain't happening. Well, how is she going to respond? She's going to flip out. She's going to say a lot of nasty things. And even though she may know better that it's not the right thing to do, she's going to physiologically respond. You pushed on her, so guess what? She's going to push back. Right. And it's just saying, when she pushes... And you saying, okay, honey, let me help you. Let's talk about this. Calm down. It'll be okay, right? You didn't agree to anything, but you diffused the situation. Now she can like, oh, okay. All right. It's okay that my parents are in this particular situation. And my husband's going to work with me to figure this out. But what, this is what we usually do. We usually do, not over my dead body. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's go to get a divorce. And before you know it, six months later, Something that both of you will regret doing right. and that didn't need to have happen, happen because the emotions got in the way. Right. Because the physiology, the threat set off this biochemical response before an, a word was even uttered mm -hmm. in the wrong direction. 
Because why? Because we're looking for protection. We're looking for safety. Bam! On a DNA level. And so once we understand how this happens, now we can kind of figure out what does that mean when it comes to my budget? Well, here we are in the holidays. Everybody, mommy, I want, mommy, I want. The list gets longer, right? You know you're not going to have a job at the end of the year. They're making your position obsolete. Your kid wants the most expensive newfangled thing. Maybe your spouse or former spouse lost their job. Perhaps child support, alimony, separate maintenance checks haven't been coming like they're supposed to. And you're pinched and you don't know what to do. But you still want to give your kids a great time anyway. And because now you're starting to physiologically respond, that's how we get into trouble because we say, all right, I'll just put it on the credit card. Mm. Mm. I'll figure it out later because mm. we don't want to handle it or address it. And we're, we're so worried about disappointing people right. that we make an ineffective decision in that moment because we don't have the logic capacity to make an effective decision because either the I do or the curmudgeon said not having it and mm. stuffed it back down. We're not going to deal with somebody else's disappointment. Right. So instead of disappointing somebody else, it's not that we just freely go about this. We make a physiological decision mm. instead of a logical decision. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I, I, and we're talking with Heather Wagonalls, by the way, uh, author. She is a financial guru. She's host of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and you can also go to Unlock Your Wealth Radio today and um, catch her, uh, her show as well. She does a live show, and she's an amazing person, and she's helping us work through this whole holiday purchasing and then it, 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 it this whole purchase and then we regret and and she's talking us through the the brain and our body and the habits that we create especially when it comes to um when it comes to buying i i think one of the things that strikes me when you start talking and you know with my own psychological background one of the things i i know is true is that we have spending habits. We all have them. Some people are more have more saving habits, and some people are more spending habitual. And and in certain times of the year, you can find people. And generally, every marriage has one. By the way, I find is that if you're married or, or you know you've been with somebody long enough, there's somebody who's a spender and there's somebody who's a saver. Typically, uh, if you're both spenders, generally you're in debt up to your ears. But it's a habit and and or you've just learned or haven't learned how to handle your money well. I know that uh, for many people, they grow up in homes where they just never had a good example of how to handle money, and so they they don't handle money well. But I think the thing that you really hit on here that I love so much is, you know, our the physiology really does take over. It's that autonomic, that automatic response that just immediately takes over and then we're such sheep you know i mean we, we really are i mean we're such sheep i mean we, you know everybody is everybody's going to get up on friday morning at 3 a.m in the morning is going to wait outside a best buy or you know insert store here that they're going to get up early to do because everybody else is not because you're going to not because you really need to buy anything but because you feel like you got to be part of the crowd and and I find that sheep-like behavior, which again is very physiological, by the way. We're very drawn to this whole experience of being part of something that seems so much bigger than we are. And, and safety in numbers. And there, 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 well, there is until they open the doors and you get trampled. Um, is what is what typically <laughs> is what until you're a lemming going off a cliff. Yeah, it's so good to run with all your buddies until you're like, woo, free fall. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 great being part of the herd of the buffalo until you realize that they're actually going over a cliff and then you don't it's too late to realize that you've been with a herd of buffalo i mean after all how'd that work out for the buffalo anyway um going back to it that whole experience that takes over for people is so hard to stop i mean is it is oh, it a, yeah is it a matter of mind over matter or is there something else that we can do to help kind of say, just say no to the drug of spending. <laughs> well, and, and that is the most accurate statement because think about what drugs do. 
what do drugs do? Drugs recreate yeah. a physiological sure. experience sure. in the body. Sure, they right? do. Right? Right? Yeah. No, so right. if we're hurting, we know what pain-free feels like, so we pop a pill to eliminate that pain. Right. When we're unhappy, we right. know that we can loosen up our meninges with a couple of cocktails. Right. Then all of a sudden, I'm happy again. Right? Right. So... What we're doing is we get addicted to this euphoria because you can get addicted the wrong way. Okay, and when I talk about physiology, I'm not just talking about the fear-based physiology, right? I'm talking to you know not just it's not fear. We chase love and sex and adoration in the same passion. Absolutely. Okay, so so in 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 all it's what is the difference? Just a few different ingredients in the molecules that are released right but it's still a a physiological event whether it's you know driven towards pleasure or away from pain Mm. either way it's a physiological event and what happens over time and this is what you know at with your psychology background is is that addiction isn't necessarily about the chemical itself and it's not even about the high because you know what after the first high, you're chasing that experience, and that's why it takes more and more. But what you do get keyed into is the anticipation, right? Sure. It's not the Black Friday that people are keyed into. It's, I stood outside for four hours in 27-degree weather because the anticipation yep. Yeah. is where my new high is, right. not the high itself of being able to get that stupid TD because guess what? Come, you know, January 15th, when you open up that statement, right. all that euphoria is gone. Right, yeah. And now, we're back to another physiological state of remorse and regret. Now we're going to run away. We don't even want to pay this bill. We're going to set it aside. We're going to be like, crap. Yeah, no. I already broke that toy I bought. I can't even return it. <laughs>
Yeah, and then it, and then if a tragedy, God forbid, should happen, and you were there, oh my! I mean, because we love Schadenfreude. I mean, seriously. So, for sure. So Schadenfreude. <laughs> let me just, so everybody who's watching or listening, Schadenfreude is taking kind of pleasure in other people's pain, and we kind of and, and it's a great it's a great journey. I snatched that TV out of her hand. <laughs> yes. I mean, we we kind of have this thing, folks. It's why we're attracted to train wrecks. Right. The reason why we like it is, yeah, we feel sorry for the people, but there's kind of it's like excited about seeing a train wreck. And this is exactly what happens to us. You know, if there's like some sort of an injury that happens on Black Friday and we can go, I was there. Oh, my gosh. We get a lot of pleasure out of somebody else's pain. That's schadenfreude. The best thing about racing. There's a crash in Tonto. <laughs> what? We do. We, listen, I, I, we, have a, we have a hockey team here in North Carolina called the Carolina Hurricanes NHL team. And my wife is a corporate sponsor for. And so the thing about hockey in the South is I, I, I'm telling you to this day, people look forward to the fights more than they look forward to the hockey. That's pretty much what I... Oh, is there a game played? Because I thought that's why I go to hockey. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's a lot of people, and, and, but it's, it's what we do. Better so, than boxing, are you kidding? What, what it, well, the old saying is, right, I, I, I went to a boxing match and a hockey game broke out. So uh, is, the, <laughs> is the old saying. Uh, but this type of thing with us being part of this whole Black Friday thing, and it's actually been genius from a business standpoint because they've created this day that creates all this crazy emotional support to continue doing it and it gets bigger it seems like it gets bigger every oh, yeah. year and and by the way it's not just it's not just you know physically being at the stores we're seeing the online, and I think sometimes online Black Friday sales are even more dangerous. Well, and then Cyber Monday too. You have Cyber Monday, right? Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Right. So you got that whole thing going on. Yeah. Well, well, and 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 right. I mean, you you tell me because I mean, you 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 see this a lot, right? When you're behind a computer screen and you're buying things, and nobody is looking at what you're buying, I think we may have a tendency. To actually purchase more, am I wrong on that? You think? Well, it's possible for sure because you know you don't you don't have anybody behind you judging you. You don't have the clerk right. in the cash register. Certainly, you're probably doing it without your spouse or significant other around. Right, right. So, so likely we could have this little fantasy thing going mm. on. But the key is whether it's the addictive nature of the particular event, whether it's sitting at our computer, in, in anything that we have that's a destructive habit. Right. And, and going to Cyber Monday, shopping online at Cyber Monday, going to participate in a Black Friday event may not be financially destructive for you. Right. So we're not talking about this in general. We're talking about the people that, who can't or shouldn't be. Right. Uh, doing these sort of things sure. and why it's so destructive because it, it falls into the impulse spending, although you get carried away with the addictive nature of the adrenaline of the event. And, and the one way to solve all of it, and this is, this is forever that has nothing just to do with only Black Friday or Cyber mm. Monday, but you have to interrupt the physiology. Mm. If you want to break an addictive cycle, yep. which is what a habit yep. is, it's yep. something that you participated in long enough that it's become automatic. So, you know, uh, uh, Mel Robbins talks about the, the first five seconds. And so we mm. have to be able to take and interrupt that physiology yeah. right away and not just interrupt it, but we have to take action and, and do something completely different to interrupt it. Right. You know how fast we can do this? In milliseconds. Sure. I've worked with a really great Dr. Silverman uh, here. He has a really great brain research facility, and he also right. works uh, with uh, professional athletes. He works with traumatic brain injury people. He works with ADD and ADHD. And I've gotten to, to actually spend time on these machines. And you can interrupt your physiological pattern within milliseconds. Sure. And you know what? It doesn't require an expensive device it doesn't require hours and hours or weeks or days or months of counseling or therapy 
it, it's one or two simple moves that are completely free for you to do. One, take a deep breath. Inhale. Within moments, your brain waves will alter. When your brain gets tired, when it gets sluggish, or when you start experiencing a hormone dump, the only thing that will mitigate that is to get your body to process through that hormone faster. Right. So all you have to do is take a deep breath. That's step one. Then step away. Mm. That's another millisecond decision. This is all can happen within the first one second mm. of that hormone being dumped. Because it takes about 20 minutes for us right. to process through all of that. Think about one time maybe that you're standing there and you're getting your butt chewed because something happened and your boss is blaming you. Whether or not it was your fault, doesn't right. matter. He's stripping you down in front of an office full of people. And then, you know, you're sitting at the bar a couple hours later with your buddies. You're like, yeah, I should have said this. I should have said that. Right. And the reason why that didn't come to you in the moment is because, again, your hormones were blocking access to your prefrontal cortex. You couldn't think of those things mm -hmm. in that moment mm -hmm. because you didn't have that as a resource. But you can bring yourself back to that resource simply by taking a breath, taking a step away, movement, physical activity. You know what? One of the best things that I love doing to raise your, your motivation and your intention? Go ahead. Lay it on us. The best electrochemical conducting resource in the world, water. Take huh. a sip of water. If the breath doesn't do it, if the physical activity of stepping away doesn't do it, have a swig of water. Hmm. It will instantly change your electrochemical conductivity. Now you have the resource to change course and chart a new direction. Hmm. And the power comes the first time that you can interrupt that pattern. Because now you have resources. The, the difference between stimulus and response is this space. Right. And it's the pause that you have before you take that automatic action. And if you can widen the gap and use that pause effectively, you can beat back your own physiology. Mm. And that's how you break a habit or a pattern mm. instantly. Mm. Now, how do you keep it? You have to retrain the behavior. So you have to get going doing something else. And then after the hormones have dissipated, then you have to retrain your brain. And so it's not easy to keep walking away from a cash register because you wind up putting yourself in a store again, right? Right. But you can mentally rehearse this. Right. And then what you need to do is mentally reward yourself for being strong in that moment. Right. The other thing you can do when it comes to these holiday things, and I'll give this to all of your viewers and listeners because this is something that's really important. If you inbox me on Instagram at Unlock Your Wealth, I will send you my free holiday savings and spending planner. And it's structured that way for a reason, savings and then spending. And it brings up, it has a list of every major and minor holiday out there that you could possibly imagine for. And then you start estimating and it's really simple because you break it down into the numbers you take the emotion out of the picture it's our fifth mm. key in our keys to riches financial philosophy you don't have to buy for everybody right. should you recognize people absolutely right. but nobody's going to expect you to go bankrupt to get them a gift and if right. they are then you need to reevaluate the quality of that relationship because you wouldn't want somebody going into debt no just to give you a gift no, would you no, no way no no way. no and, and that's part of the problem. Giving at this time of year is about the giver. It's right. never about the recipient. You're not right. giving your kids toys you can't afford because it's for their pleasure. It's for your magnanimity. Mm. It's for your ego. Like, I did this for them. Mm. That's why we give. We give because we want to see people happy. Mm. We want those people maybe to remember us, venerate us. Every time you have to wear that ugly Christmas sweater that your aunt knitted for you, two sizes too small with the long sleeve, <laughs> she gets a kick out of that because when you wear it that one time a year to go visit her, she gets value out of it. Cause it so that's, she did that for her. She right. didn't do that for you. Right. Because if it was about you, she'd have given you a gift card to go right. buy your own sweater right. that you like. Right. It fits properly. Right. So we have to understand what giving is about. Right. It's not about the recipient. It's never about the recipient. And you know who the people that have the toughest time with this are? The people who refuse to receive. Mm. 
You give most of the time to compensate, especially the people that go into debt and are constantly and cyclically in trouble financially. It's because they don't feel worthy of the money they have. They have some bad financial programming around money. And so because of this lack of worth, they're constantly pushing the wealth they crave away from them. Wow. Because they don't even realize it. Because they were told, you know, like when you went for that second helping of mashed potatoes, don't you know that, that, that you, there's like 20 of us at this table and you have to share, you know? So, so you're like, oh, I'm not worthy of that second helping of mashed potatoes, all right? So now, now you're not worthy of something. And so that can translate into so many things. It could be diet problems. It could be money problems. You just don't know where a particular stimulus or event you know, that's a single event learning experience can be catastrophic. And it might not seem like a big deal, you know, when you're young, but that programming, hearing your parents complain about rich people screwing you over or, you know, being criminals or stuff, like you may 25 years later have an incredible job. You might be a white collar income earner. I have coached professional athletes, celebrities, musicians, and CEOs of fortune companies, and they make a million dollars a year. So who can't get along with a million dollars a year? Mm. Well, the person that's spending a million and a half on credit. Mm. That's the person. Because when you make a million, you don't keep a million. right? You get about half of that after Uncle and State Sam do their thing. right? right? Mm. And so you've just spent more than you've made. Right. Twice as much. Twice as much. Yeah. And you think that money is good, but because somebody in your past, parents, you know, peers, people of influence, like, you know, preachers, teachers, you know, uh, uh, police, fire and safety people, somebody along the way told you rich people are evil or bad. And even though you want to make a lot of money because it sounds right and that's the right thing to do, you've got this programming that says yes but rich people are evil and if i become rich then well crap i'm going to be evil too <laughs> uh we're talking with heather wagonalls unbelievable what great <laughs> stuff i'm telling when we were going to do this interview i was like i have no idea what she's going to do because I, I trust you completely and we've we've been doing shows that was your big mistake <laughs> But I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, you hit something out of the park that struck me hard. And I think, I know, not think, I know, is striking with every other viewer. And that is that they, uh, the self-esteem and money. Self-esteem and money is such a big deal. And I know that I had some bad programming in my past with regard to self-esteem and money. And... You know, and probably still deal with it on some level, but it it's really a big deal. And you are so right; it is about the giver. It's not about the receiver. You are so look what I gave, look look how much I gave. Look look at how I and and, and you know even if it's for you know I gave all my kids all this stuff right. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Of course, I'm in debt and I'm going to be sleeping out of my car. But look how much I gave my kids, right? I mean that's it's so true. And I love your steps. I love take a breath. I mean, you're so right. Getting some oxygenating the brain is just a great way to kind of put things back into perspective a little bit. And then you know what? Walk away. Walk away. It's it's hard. I get it. But walk away. And then just take a sip of water and redirect the electrolytes in your body. Just really practical, great tips. Heather, I've kept you way longer than I should have. So, I mean, here's what I want to do. First of all, you, you've been unbelievable. You've been magnificent, as always. I, I, I can't tell you how grateful I am uh, for you to take this time, and for, not just for me, but for my listeners who, um, who are out there. And by the way, California, I want to thank you because you're the number two state in the United States that listens to this show. So I want to thank all my listeners in California, and certainly North Carolina. Yes, you're the number one state, but, uh, and I thank you as well. And all the other states across this country that listen to the show and are watching it right now, uh, at whatever time you're watching it. But Heather, one thing I ask all my guests to do before they sign away is I ask them to, if you could summarize and give my listeners and watchers a new direction in all of this holiday spending, right? And you've already done so much. What would be a, one, a summary statement uh, that you would give them a new direction when it comes to spending? 
Well, first off, I want to say, if you haven't already, and this is your first experience with Jay, you must make this broadcast a regular broadcast because you can't change course and chart a new direction without somebody leading the way. And there's nobody, I would say, is better at that that has a more intense background and a passion to help people than Jay. And so the first thing that you need to do is become a regular listener or viewer of this program. That's number one. You got to do that. Jay is the man. I've had him on my show because I think what he teaches is so important and so vital and relevant. So when it comes to managing your physiology, because this is greater than Black Friday or Cyber Monday, is that what we need to do is in every moment we have to have situational awareness. We have to think like the spy, like the FBI guy, like the Army guy, like the professionally trained person who has like your fighter pilots or your commercial pilots. You don't want it to be their first day on the job. You want hours and hours of training. Well, in order for you to be successful and beat back your own physiological demise, you have to create your own muscle memory. So you have to be situationally aware. Because if you are not paying attention to not only what's going on in your environment that's making you crazy, like especially what's going to happen this week with the in-laws, you know, and you go, Uncle Fool and his stogie, he keeps smoking into the house. Oh, my God. You're going to have to be like, okay, it's only once a year. I'm not going to flip out of him. I'm going to take a deep breath, and I'm going to walk away and breathe somewhere else where the air is cleaner. So the first thing that we're going to do is be situationally aware. The second thing we're going to do is make sure that we are supplying ourselves, not with an overwhelming amount of oxygen, but a steady stream of it. Because we tend to breathe shallow when we start to panic. So long, slow, controlled, deep breaths in and pause at the exhale before the next breath. It stabilizes the oxygen and can also help dissipate any hormone dump. Then we need to take physical action and walk away. We can always come back. We can always make that decision, but we don't have to do it right now. It may be the right decision, and we may be able to make it, but we could do that later. And then finally, to raise our electrochemical conductivity and, again, interrupt that physiological response, we can take and drink some water. Mm. It'll raise our electrochemical conductivity, which means if we're vibrating at a higher level, that means we're thinking at one, too. Mm. And if you just incorporate that four-step process, be situationally aware, take a deep breath, walk away, drink some water with those simple steps, you can beat back any hormone dump or physiological response that can limit your resources because we want to be at our highest resource state when we're making decisions. And we cannot think critically or logically or reason and evaluate unless we're in that highest resource state. Up here where Logic Larry lives on the third floor. So if you want to get to your third floor, you got to practice these four steps. And for more great tips, tools, and resources, please visit my website at unlockyourwealthtoday.com. She's Heather Wagonalls. I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, right? We, we should all be clapping. I need to get some clapping sound effects here, right? Because it's pretty awesome. She's Heather Wagonalls, and she is a financial guru. As you can tell, she is an expert in really understanding how money affects you physiologically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually. And listen, folks, I'm telling you, go check out unlockyourwealth.com. I got it. I, I'm going to tell you. So on the write-up with the jizo.com website, I always put my guests with their picture. And, of course, Heather's lovely to look at as well. So I put I put her picture and every possible way that you can get a hold of her. And I really want to encourage you, you Instagram people, to really check out Unlock Your Wealth because that's Heather's. Uh, that Heather uses the gram a lot. I'm just telling you, she does, and it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and um, Heather, uh, I, you were gonna you you have like a, you're giving away something on Instagram. I just want to remind oh, people. Oh yeah, so my holiday savings and spending tracker. So all you have to do is hit me up, DM me on uh, at Unlock Your Wealth on Instagram or Unlock Your Wealth TV on Facebook, 
and I'd be happy to send you it. You know, on on Mondays we do the Keys to Riches live at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific uh, Pacific time. So if you are available, hop in. I'll answer. I do Q and A. You can ask me anything on okay. that show. And then our regular shows are Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific. But hit me up. I have so many great resources, and a lot of them are complimentary. And you can always ask me a question, and if I don't have the answer, I'll point you in the right direction, like Jay and his new direction. And, and that's awesome. And by the way, folks, I will also have all of those links on on the on the website so that you can get a hold of her and just access that information. Look, if she's going to give it away for free, why not take advantage of it? Heather Wagonalls. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what? This has been another amazing show. I know. I say it all the time. But all my shows seem to be amazing because I have amazing guests like Heather Wagonalls who make my shows so much easier for me to do. I just sit here and listen while they do all the talking, and it's fantastic. So, folks, listen, have a great holiday season. I, I will be with you, of course, in other future weeks. We'll be talking with other amazing people. But, folks, I just want to just do this. Just be inspired. Because when you're inspired, you can inspire someone else. And when we inspire other people, that motivates them to inspire someone else. And folks, I can't think of a better way to make this world a better place for all of us. And that's what we try to do here. And so until the next time, have a new direction, and we will see you soon. Ciao, everybody. Go cool.